welcome back to Walk Together Fiercely. Thank you for being here. We are so grateful to have you as part of our community. Today we are talking about empaths. Whether you have heard this term before, identify as an empath, or have no clue what an empath is, this episode is for you. We break it down into what is an empath, how it feels to walk through the world, what are some of the challenges we may face, and ultimately that it is an absolute superpower. You yourself might be an empath, or you are raising one, or you have other relationships with sensitive people. This episode is intended to empower you, to help us understand ourselves and each other in a new and beautiful way. So let's put on our superhero capes and own this superpower. Together, with loving boundaries and an open heart, we can create more compassion, love, and beauty in the world. Let's walk together fiercely through empowering the empaths. We are live! Welcome! Welcome! (laughs) I'm excited for this episode, Michelle. Well, do you think we can relate at all? Not at all. Who, me? Yeah, as we're recording this just on the uh, weekend coming into a full moon, we're feeling all the feels. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Well, and it was funny because my intention with this episode would be for anybody that's never heard the word empath to bring a bit of light to that, I guess. What is an empath? What does it feel like? How do we work our way through the world? A lot of people know the term, but honestly, I didn't until I was a few years into med school and it was my friend and colleague, Dr. Bostock, who we've had on the podcast. Yes. He emailed me a page right up and it was describing an empath. He goes, this is us. And I was like, wow, never heard of it. And it totally. So there's probably a lot of us walking around out there not. That don't know. Don't even know. So this is. Well, it encapsulates about 25% of the total population on the planet. So that's quite a few of us. Yeah, that's quite a few. It's a quarter of the, the world is yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So can you tell us what an empath is? Yeah, absolutely. So an empath is a person who's essentially really highly attuned, not only to their own feelings um, and emotions, but those around them. And they really feel things at a deep level. So they feel maybe the emotions of others, maybe a little bit more deeply. um, And they maybe feel some of their own emotions quite deeply. And so Uh, An empath is often a person who's heard the words from somebody else say to them, oh, you're so sensitive, (laughs) or don't be so sensitive, or, you know, putting a negative connotation on it as if it's some sort of a bad thing to be sensitive. And that's why we wanted to do this episode is to make sure that people are not feeling uh, badly that they are sensitive. Yes. Yeah. So growing up, I was called sensitive Tara or sentimental Tara. And it was that it's too sensitive or feels too big. And it was always this feeling that I needed to toughen up or get a thicker skin. And yes. and I'm still like that. But it was, yeah, I didn't have the term empath until I was an adult. And it's, I find that it's empowering to read up on this stuff, to know that I'm not alone in that sensitivity. But there's also challenges that come with it. There are, definitely. 
Before we get to the challenges, what if we talk about some of the characteristics and qualities that would make a person help or help a person to know if they are indeed empathic? Sound good? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. So um, empaths have some characteristics and qualities that are similar kind of across the board. And so uh, some of those things are, yeah, being highly sensitive for sure. Uh, Empaths tend to be quite intuitive and just come up with these intuitive hits. Um, They tend to be uh, individuals who are incredibly caring and um, tend to uh, be kind of like helpers and caretakers in the world and really always wanting to lend a hand. Um, And these are some of the things also that empaths feel. They really can take comfort in nature. Um, They're really sensitive to sounds, smells and sensations that happen around them. Um, They can get very easily overwhelmed in large spaces and they can take on the stress of others. Um, They tend to maybe hermit a little bit. So they definitely need to isolate to some degree or at least have time alone. Like they don't need to be busy in the world and constantly have people around them. They just don't. They definitely need time to recharge their batteries. Mm -hmm. Um, And empaths don't enjoy conflict. And we'll do probably a lot of things to move away from conflict, if that's at all possible. And one of the things that we're going to be talking about today um, is empaths typically have a hard time setting boundaries. And this is something, this is a walk I can talk. Uh, I can, well, all of this I absolutely (laughs) can feel. Um, But uh, definitely like, you know, needing to um, set boundaries for themselves, but having a hard time doing that because of being so caring and taking Mm -hmm. on stress for others. The other part of an empath quite often, and this is one I can totally relate to, is that empaths often feel like they don't exactly fit in. Mm -hmm. Like it's really hard for them to feel where they fit in um, sometimes, and they can feel sometimes just a little bit on the outside of life. Yeah. 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 It's like you're almost too sensitive for the world, and everybody else seems like, they're having an easy time. Right. They can do the extroverted stuff, the hustle, the bustle, the go, go, go. And an empath just feels so much. So it feels, yeah, overwhelming at times. I like that because we don't even need to say any of the hard parts about being an empath because that list actually does it so well. So we can see that empaths have that tendency to overgive or be over compassionate at the expense of themselves if we're having a weak time with those boundaries, That's right? That's right. And I, this reminds me of that episode we did back in May, and we did Know Your Soul Type. Yeah. And that, you mentioned the caretakers That's and right. the helpers. Like, those were soul types. And with each of those types, there's amazing qualities. Like, we're all given these gifts and with every gift that we're given there is kind of a flip side to it and the challenges that come with it Mm -hmm. so I see empaths all the time in my practice and I can see that if it's not a well cared for empath that it's more that victim that martyr like I do Mm. so much for everybody I give so much and I don't get stuff back or I'm burnt out or I'm and that's that boundary piece so Mm -hmm. I think that it's so amazing to be an empath because we can be so highly tuned to feel the different energies and connect to other people and it's like 
if somebody said, oh, I'm good, and an empath would go, oh, but I feel that they're sad, or I feel that, like, it's such a beautiful superpower, and I think that the empowering part of it is then seeing the gifts of it, and then also working on the kind of the liability side of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so right. I mean, an empath can see behind a smile, right? Mm -hmm. An empath can see, you can't pull the wool over an empath's, you know, uh, eyes, so to speak. They really do see truth. And the, and and not in a negative way. I just mean that you're exactly right. Like if somebody's smiling saying, I'm fine, an empath knows there's a whole lot maybe more to that conversation. Yes. <laughs> Whereas, uh, you know, lots of other people would just be like, okay, great, bye. You know, just carry on and, and not worry about it. She says she's great. Uh, an empath will know that there's something else that maybe is needing some TLC. Yes. Yeah. And I think that for me that's been my greatest learning is when the outside isn't matching the inside and then Mm. I go like am I nuts am I picking up on something or Mm -hmm. and it just leaves me a bit more confused and as I've worked with this in the last 10 years I can trust the inner knowing yeah and that's actually truth that it's not even though the outside world's saying we're fine my insides are going uh to lean in and trust that wisdom. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing in my journey of this has been, is this feeling mine? Yes. Or is this somebody else's that's, energy or that's feeling that I'm feeling? huge, huge point. Can you talk to that? Well, we absolutely need to ask that. And sometimes when an empath is feeling a lot of feelings, what they tend to do is take that inwardly negative. Um, Yes. I said that backwards, but no, you understand my I, meaning. Yes. And what I mean by that is that they'll often think, God, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm always feeling so much. There's always, you know, I'm always so sensitive. Like, there's yeah. always so many big feelings, and it can feel very overwhelming. One of the best questions for an empath to ask themselves is exactly as you said is this mine? And then you can start to differentiate. Sometimes it will be yours. And other times it's like you're picking up on things that are happening around you. But as soon as you pose the question inwardly, you'll immediately have a response. Like you'll immediately have a knowing. Yes, this is mine because I'm overwhelmed for these reasons. Or I don't know what it is, but in this, you know, in this particular place, in this environment, I'm just finding that I'm really picking up on emotions that are outside of me. And so then, you know, the 2.0 version of this, as we talked about in our podcast last week, um, is like, taking that okay so it's not mine it's from it's from outside of me the next question is how can I be of service Mm. is there something that I can do and sometimes it is just simply like you know calling in and asking for beautiful energy to surround an environment or a, a place and and just saying thank you so much universe for bringing in peace and you know some light and love or whatever and other times it's like oh, I'm just going to run and grab this person a chair or I'm mm-hmm. going to, it, it's, it tends to be simple things. And I think that's one thing that can overwhelm an empath is they think that the solution probably needs to be complicated when if you just simply tune into it, it, it typically is not. It's something that is very, very simple. And it might be something as simple as holding a door open. Sometimes it's, we need to go. Yeah. We need to leave. 
Um, and that can be a perfectly uh, perfect response as well. And so just paying attention to whatever that is and what it is saying to you is the only part that's important. I like that. Yeah. Because for me, it's if I can recognize that this is not mine. So let's say I'm feeling big sadness in me and it's not necessarily like moving through to tears or there's not I can't find a reason for myself to actually be sad will be like that'll get me to ask the question is this mine Mm. and if I get a no I'm like okay I can clear that energy then and that more takes me to the practices of how do I then clear my energetic body so that I'm not carrying stuff that's not mine that's right right so that's because, yeah, I assumed everything that I felt was mine. And then uh, it's like... See, exactly right? what we spoke about. And you're not the only one. Yeah. I'm sure there are loads of people walking around that feel that it's all in them. Yeah. So even just to consider, is this yeah. even my energy that I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. Um, the other great learning for me was sometimes I would come across a person and there'd be like an irk in me, like a irk kind of. And I thought that I was just judgy maybe. Um until somebody said to me, no, Terry, you're reading the energy. Mm-hmm. And even just that to shape, instead of me having this criticism of myself, well, you're just being a judgy little bitch. <laughs> no, no. You're, you're reading the energy. You're actually picking up on energy. So now I can yes. get that ick feeling and I just take that as information. It's just information and you're just witnessing it. Yeah. And so you can absolutely be like, you can change your kind of headspace so that you're walking through the world just witnessing information as it's coming to you. Okay, this is a safe place for me. These are great people for me. These are maybe not the vibrational frequencies that I want to be in. And you're just witnessing that. And it's not judging or saying, this is good, this is bad, this is, you know, I'm better, this is worse. You know, it's nothing like that. And I think you're right. I think that's a great way to yeah, use it. It can be helpful. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny because this has been a hard lesson. It's still, I'm still working on being able to discern this. And I remember once in my office and I was doing acupuncture on somebody for low back pain and I get all the needles in and I step out of the room and I find myself with my hands on my hips kind of stretching my low back like oh it's achy down there and I don't usually get low back pain so to me it was very odd yeah and then I was like clued in oh it's not mine yes and it moved along that's just that that was exactly what I was going to say next as soon as you acknowledge it that's all the the like the empath the whole thing is just for you to know and so as soon as you acknowledge it it moves it doesn't stay stuck in you because you're dwelling there or you're looking at it or I assume it's mine that I've all of a sudden got low back pain Yeah. yeah yeah exactly as soon as you acknowledge it oh, thank you for showing me that this is what I need to know. And in fact, this is something that happens to me in readings regularly, is that I'll be reading somebody and I'll have like something hurt and I'll be like, tell me what's going on in your right wrist. Oh, well, I've had, you know, arthritis or it's really bothering me. And um, it's just, it's just there. So it's another form of my knowing that helps me to understand. Like a physical intuition. Yes. That's neat. Yes. Yes. So for me, that's been one of my most helpful things as an empath is is this mine? Mm-hmm. And I will still forget to even ask it sometimes until it's so uncomfortable that I'm like, oh, I'm carrying something that isn't mine. So that comes kind of into the boundaries too, because I think that we can also set boundaries around how we feel stuff. And I work with a chiropractor. She's 
an amazing intuitive person. She's an empath. And she goes, Tara, you can ask the universe to show you it a different way so you're not feeling it all the time. You can. And I was like, oh, well, that's a whole nother. That's yeah. a whole nother level. Yeah. Well, like spirit, this is the way spirit, I've seen it through spirit, is spirit will put on the ruby slippers. You have the ruby slippers. You've always had the power all along. So what do you need? Say. And spirit is really happy to accommodate. So if you say, I'd like to understand this a different way, and you say, I'd rather hear it, or I'd rather maybe just know it. I don't want to necessarily feel it. Um, you know, whatever it is yeah. for you, you can say, like, you can say what you, how you want it to come to you. How you want your intuition Absolutely. to come. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that was the whole point of us doing this episode was we want to put the power back in the empath, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And recognize it as a superpower because I really do think like this is a little empaths are an incredible group that's come to the planet that are full of superpowers and we need to celebrate that. And so own your sensitivity. Don't hide from it and don't feel ashamed because somebody says you're sensitive. So now when somebody's says to me you're too sensitive I'm like fuck yeah I am (laughs) (laughs) yes you betcha it helps yeah yeah Yeah, there's a lot of gifts that come with it for sure I wanted to point people in the direction of two resources that have been really helpful for me yeah um there's a medical doctor Judith Orloff and she wrote the empath survival guide and it's life strategies for sensitive people that one was great Mm. it really broke it down Um, In a very simple, it laid out what an empath was, how it can show up for different empaths in different ways, um, energy vampires, how we can protect our energy. It was a very nice, easy read. Um, The other one is actually an older book, and it's by Elaine Aaron, and she's got a PhD. The book is called The Highly Sensitive Person. And so she says it's one in five people are highly sensitive. And to me, there is a correlation kind of behind the between the highly sensitive person and an empath and that was a really good book too where Mm I I read and I felt like there's nothing wrong with me I'm just sensitive so it's not that it's a bad thing but there is learning to how we can transform and take our power back I guess because I was inspired this summer by a flower that I have the bleeding heart and I thought isn't that empaths like they just feel things so deeply and they want to help and create a more kind and caring and compassionate world. They want to take care of the people around them. But what I find a lot are lacking or have a challenge with is it's almost too much compassion, which I don't know if that's a thing. I feel like spirit's probably laughing in your head at me, but I will not set proper boundaries around myself because I give the other person a bit too much compassion where oh they're really afraid that's why they're behaving like that or they're I get why they're doing that but what I bypass is myself yes I bypass yeah but that behavior is not fucking okay and we're not going to tolerate it yeah we're all scared right so I'll almost give the benefit of the doubt to other people oh they're really scared that's why they're acting like assholes but it's like no, it's not also not okay. So the, that kind of moves us into the boundary section. Yes. I think this is such an important point, Tara. And I'm telling you, um, this is a work in progress for me, like right now as we speak. And I am in complete recognition this week, how I'm in over my head 
and I'm going in too many directions, giving to too many other things, and it's not giving back to me. And it kind of, like, I'm listening to you, and I'm like, we're doing a podcast on this, and I cannot tell you that I've got this mastered in my life even a small amount. That imposter syndrome's creeping in. I get it every single week, Michelle. I'm like, who am I to give advice? <laughs> I have not nailed this yet. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. There's a lot to figure out. Okay, so if we... But I think it's good that this is a work in progress, Michelle. We're yeah, just, just I'm, as human I'm as the rest to of them. Own it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're all just trying trying to do the best that we can. Well, and I've got a really sweet friend. She goes, for my New Year's resolution, I set intention to have better boundaries. And by February, she's like, oh my gosh, my boundaries are getting tested. So I do think that we start doing this work, right? And then and the, universe the universe goes, says, let's help you with that. I'm so glad you want to do this. Here's an opportunity Here's for an you opportunity to practice. to practice. So that's what I'm having this week is many opportunities to practice. Amazing. <laughs> I think that because empaths are so compassionate and caring and have this empathy for others, that the lack of boundaries potentially creates opportunity for people that are not empaths, sometimes even more like narcissists, but people to take, <laughs> right? Right. Like, oh, fantastic. You have weak boundaries. I am going to take advantage of that. And I don't even think it's completely conscious. I don't know that it's cognizant. No. no. But if somebody is willing to overgive, 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 there's always going to be people that are going to be like, I take that, I take that, I take that. Perfect. Right? Yes. So I think that we can often get into relationships like that where they're a bit one-sided on the giving and a bit one-sided yes. on the taking. So yes. this leaves a very depleted and burnt out and resentful, probably, empath. So we wanted to empower everybody listening to join Michelle and I on our yeah. boundaries. Yeah, and we're going to we're going to continue talking about this because we feel like we really feel passionate about this. We really feel it's important for us. And we're going to continue talking about it through this season and how it's going and yes. you know the things that we're going to be doing and working on to feel like we're taking care of ourselves first. Yeah, healthier like, yeah. in that way. It is a it boundaries are a form of self-care. Mm. Okay, so I really like Terry Cole does a podcast and I think it's called The Terry Cole Show and she also has a book out called Boundary Boss. So she had an episode um, on September 6th of this year, so episode 436. It's called Where Do Your Boundaries Need Help? Mm -hmm. And I listened to this short episode and it was like eating humble pie. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oi. Yeah. So, her stuff has been really resonating lately. I've yeah. Been, I've been absolutely tuned into her as well. Yeah. It's yeah. helpful. She, and she gives it very blunt. I'm like, part of me is like, oh, she's not an empath. She has no problem setting beautiful boundaries. <laughs> and she finds the words so easy. Yeah. Like I feel more stressed on my inside and then I lose my words of what I was going to say. And then you hear it from an outside source. Like we see things differently or I have already answered that question. And I'm like, wow, right. she makes it seem so easy. Yes. So for boundary inspiration, check her out. Yeah. But I did want to break that episode down into just a few little quick and easies to give today. Um, she talks about there being three boundary styles. So this is going to be, we have people that have porous boundaries and I think that this is more the empaths they're too malleable their boundaries are too loose 
they overly are invested in other people. Sometimes they can overshare, but there is just this uh, porosity with the boundary that too Mm -hmm. much is coming in and out when Mm -hmm. we need to be a bit more firm. And then the second boundary type is rigid. So these people are going to be too firm. They're going to be unyielding. And they're not really going to be great at close relationships because they are armored up. So that's Mm. really more on the opposite end of the porous boundaries. And then in the middle is the healthy. So where we can set healthy boundaries and maintain them. And we also have a bit of flexibility too. I like that. I think I'm porous heading towards healthy. I know I'm making, I know I'm making steps. Perfect. Yes. And keeping in mind, sometimes I think we overswing too. So for me, when I'm practicing setting my previously very porous, still quite porous boundaries, (laughs) you'll like swing and be like rigid and then it's like nailed it. (laughs) Right? So there is... So we want somewhere in between. I think there's some grace to like... But if you're so uncomfortable speaking up or so uncomfortable setting them, it's not going to come out perfect and graceful. Sure. So I think there's a little bit of a buffer of gentleness in there that... When we're doing something uncomfortable, we're not going to get it perfect. We're not going to nail it the first time. So even if you set a boundary and it is not beautiful and graceful, congrats. Yeah, just for setting it. We still celebrate setting it, even if it doesn't come out perfect. (laughs) I think that's a really good point. (laughs) She talks about five boundary types. And listen to the episode if you want more on this. So she says that there's physical boundaries. There's sexual boundaries, which is kind of a subclass of the physical She says there's material boundaries. So this is like things that we lend or borrow or our spaces. Um, It's more of those tangible things. But where we get into my humble pie is we've got the mental boundaries and then the emotional boundaries. So I can see in the last couple of years, actually, as we've walked through this pandemic, it has been like psychological warfare. And I Mm -hmm. think that it is the mental boundaries have really taken a beating because she says... Our mental boundaries are holding that you have your own opinion, even if you're a minority. And it's okay for others to have another opinion. We don't need to change the others, but we do have this groundedness within our own truth. So for me, I can definitely feel all the media, everything has really, just like the gaslighting, it kind of plays on your mental boundaries of like, am I nuts or am I? So what this last few years has given me is this sturdiness in my mental boundaries because I trust now. No, I know what I know and I can stand in that. And that doesn't mean that I need to change other people's mind or they're, they're entitled to theirs. Yes. But I felt very unsturdy within that for the last few years because it's been such a mind fuckery as Mark Groves has shared with us. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important. And I just, I think that is just such a beautiful place to be of, I feel good in me and I want others to feel good in them. Even if our, what looks, feels good, looks a little bit different. Gosh, if we could head that way as a world, we would just be so good. Right? Yeah. And this is like she says that healthy mental boundaries are going to be you know what you believe, you know what you think, but you also have the ability to listen to others even when you don't agree with everything. You don't take it personally that they Mm -hmm. think different than you. Like we're each allowed to think the way that we think. And there's not an emotional charge to those conversations. Mm -hmm. So it is being able to have differing opinions and different conversations with people without this explosive defensiveness or whatever you, it's like you stand solid in your boundary. This is, this is my thoughts and my beliefs. 
and it is okay that yours is different, we see things differently. Beautiful. Right? Okay. I, uh, and and we hope so. We want the world to be a beautiful tapestry of all different colors and thoughts yes. and, and opinions and shapes and sizes. That's how it was always meant to be. Yeah. yeah. And respect for that, that we need the diversity. We need the other thoughts. We need other people. Mm-hmm. Um, how boring would life be if we all were exactly the same? Oh, yeah. Yawn. Right? Yeah. Okay, the last one is the emotional boundaries. And I think that this is probably where most empaths have the poorest boundaries. Um, Because empaths care so deeply about others, I think that there's almost a blurring of this boundary. Because empaths take on too much, like they feel responsible for other people's feelings. Mm Mm-hmm. So if we have strong... As if somehow you cause the other person to have the feelings they're having. Or are in charge of fixing it. Or, or are <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I mean, you know, it sounds like it makes so much sense when I hear it. Yet I have absolutely, I can think of times in my life where I've done exactly that. Right? Yeah. It seems so silly to like, it, when Terry Cole le- lays things out, it's like, well, duh. But yeah. in real life, it 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 is hard because we have a little dance of codependency with people or... We want, we genuinely want to help and alleviate the suffering. But there's also this piece of arrogance, I guess, with that, with who are we to do that? Because if we go and fix something for somebody else, we are denying them their experience. So it's kind of a reminder to stay in our lane here, right? Right? So clear emotional boundaries, she says, are about taking care of what's on your side of the street. So it's that we're not going to be compelled to fix everything for everybody around us. And we don't give unsolicited advice or criticize stuff when we're not asked or being extra emotional or extra defensive. Mm -hmm. Um, So healthy emotional boundaries are you are responsible for the way you feel. Mm -hmm. And that is what you have charge of. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're not responsible if somebody else is blowing up or if someone else's heart is broken, that we are neither the cause of it nor the fixer. Yeah. So I think that we can still love. Of course. Right? So there's always that. But I think that that's the part of empaths is we feel it so deeply for others. And sometimes I think it's our discomfort with these great feelings and the fixing wants to, we want to get rid of those feelings. Um, And heaven forbid somebody else in the world be uncomfortable when we could have maybe done something to shift that, right? Like that's how an empath feels. Yes. Yeah. And I think that it's to the detriment of the empath. That's right. So if the empath can stand solid with these nice protective boundaries, they're just so much more healthy to be of service when their energy is asking for that. 100% Tara. Yeah, really well said. I want to also say, uh, because this is a walk I can talk, uh, <laughs> that um, I, I first want to, you know, we've talked about a lot of different things, but I really want to make sure that we say that being an empath is honestly a massive gift and we need to view it as that. One of the things that makes that hard to feel that in in an empathic uh, person or in an, a, a highly empathic time is that I think for an empath, worth can be so tied to um, the work, the things that you do for others and the way that you support others or how you're helping or, you know, you know, all of those things. And, and it's one of the things that I'm learning uh, right now is that I am enough mm-hmm. and you are enough and we don't have to be or do anything else in this moment 
to be worth anything like to be to be worthy, worth yeah. worthy yes that in this moment we are already worthy and that's the big piece that we need to remember and take home and so I think that one of the most important things for an empath and if you are an empath and you are listening I love you and welcome uh, we need to support one another and we need you know we need to talk about it we need to bring voice to it and we need to normalize it but that we are really in need of some excellent self-care and um, a lot of the loving and gentleness that we send out to the world, we really probably need to do more of that within. And so that's absolutely something that I know you and I are going to be working on. Always the work in progress. (laughs) Always the work in progress, but also the knowing that, you know, that our self-worth doesn't need to be tied to what we are doing for others that actually our self-worth can be more tied to how we are taking care of ourselves beautiful reminder thank you thank you so much for joining us today if you are an empath or perhaps you know people who are or you perhaps even live with an empath i think it helps to know each other so much better and especially to know ourselves better As an empath, we want you to think of yourself as a superhero. It's an amazing gift. And even though you may walk a different journey, feel more of the feels, it's such a gift in the universe that you are you. Your sensitivity is a gift and you are a gift. So today, your invitation is to love and accept and be gentle within, giving yourself excellent self-care and compassion. We would love for you to join us on Instagram, where we will be speaking about life as an empath this week. You can find us at Walk Together Fiercely. And we thank you so much for being a part of our Light Warrior community there. Thank you for sharing this episode with another empath in your life or any of our episodes. We're just so grateful when you share them around. And now for a breath of peace. I'd like to invite you to close your eyes if you're able, but just taking a moment of just stillness because you are so deserving of this time. Taking a nice deep breath in. With every inhale that you breathe in, bring in beautiful white light energy. With every exhale, releasing anything that is the opposite of that white light. Breathing in white light. Exhaling what you no longer need. Breathing in gentleness and compassion and love for yourself. And releasing anything that is a message that is not serving that truth. As you continue to breathe, imagine that you are building this beautiful cocoon of white light energy that surrounds you. This beautiful bubble of energy that surrounds you is pure, unconditional light and love. On the exterior of your beautiful bubble, 
imagine a very gentle reflective energy kind of like aviator glass maybe and what this allows is that anything that is outside of that high vibrational frequency of light and love to bounce back off to return to where it came from and allow you to stay in a place of gentleness, compassion, kindness, light, and love that you can share, that can resonate from you, but that anything that is of a lower vibration just can't make an entry here. You are safe, you are surrounded, you are loved, you are cherished, and you are a gift. Until next time, only love and light to you, and only love and light from you. We would love for you to join us on our podcast page on Instagram at Walk Together Fiercely. Here we can chat, have community, ask questions, and lots of other extra information that you might not get on our podcast. For more information about us, you can find Dr. Tara on Instagram at Dr. Tara Drummond. For more information about me, Michelle, you can find me on Instagram at Michelle Morrison Medium. All other information about me is on my website, thebalancedsoul.com. This podcast is recorded by Michelle and Tara and is edited and arranged by Sammy Lucan.